He's Bernie Neighbors. I'm Jeff McCarriger, and this is Borderline. Welcome mm-hmm. once again for another week of Borderline. Hey, man, you know um, what we need to do? I, I was just thinking this while like watching our intro. We got to get yeah. Michelle to get us some some music. Oh yeah, okay. she's got she's got um, she's got she's some got skills some beats, that we didn't. Man. I mean, I mean skills with a Z that we knew nothing about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I think it would be great to get maybe. A little funkier. I don't mean I don't I don't dislike our music, but you know, maybe it's time it's for. Probably, a, I mean, it's it, it, it's been it's been over a year. It's been seventy two shows. So yeah, I mean, you get to the year year and a half mark. Maybe you need to. Uh, it's time for an upgrade. What, what do you think she'd charge us? Um, <laughs> I mean, she kind of likes doing that stuff anyway, right? I mean, like I was gonna say, yeah, she might just like to do it. Yeah, no, but yeah, cool. the the groove that the groove that she came up with for the what was it the comeback music? Yeah, going. I mean, streams. yeah, that was good. I mean, basically, we put it on Wally's deck, right? So he could press the button and it would come in and out whenever he wanted it to. So, yeah, I love that. She could she could make one, send it to you, you know, be our intro music. That'd yeah. be awesome. That's neither here nor there, though. But hey, um. So last week, I meant to ask you about this. Last week, I think, you, didn't you have a couple questions about, I've got, I've got a meet Jeff and Bernie question for you, by the way. Uh-oh. Um, oh, no, no, it's, no, it's easy. It's easy. Okay. I was just wondering what you like to do when you're not working. Like, what, like, what, are, your, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Like, I don't know if we ever, like, you know I like to play guitar. And I actually yeah. have given up golf lately for cornhole. Um, so I'm not really playing much golf anymore. Uh, but I do like to play my guitar quite a bit. What do you, what do, you do for fun? Literally, nothing. Like when you're when you're home, what do you do? I, nothing. <laughs> Remarkably boring human being. Wish I could play more golf. Can't really afford to. Julie and I play a lot of gin. Just uh, the two of you? Yep. Play a lot of gin. Does she win? Does she beat you, or do you win? I mean, I would say when we first started, because I didn't know how to play, she dominated me for that first year. But now I've kind of turned the tables. I probably win two thirds of the time. Oh. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm brilliant, Jeff. <laughs> no, but I, I literally have no idea. I, I, I don't do anything. I, I don't, I, we do that. We watch way too much TV. Um, you know, I, I can tell you every good thing that's been on any one of the streaming net, uh, streaming services, by the way, watch beef on Netflix. It's awesome. Oh yeah. Beef. I forgot you told me about that. Beef we we awesome. are actually we're actually watching. Um, I can't remember. Are you are you are you, re- are you religious at all? No, I didn't think so. Beef. No. I, I wrote it down. Uh, yeah. We're actually watching The Chosen. Did you ever hear anything about that series? No. Religious. It's it's okay. Never mind. That. I think it's a farce. But you know, it's whatever. Good. You think religion's <laughs> a farce? I think organized religion has done more to hold back the human being than anything else that's ever happened on the planet. Oh my goodness. Organized religion, not spirituality, not understanding. You know, if you have a certain faith, that's great. But organized religion has done more to hold human beings back than anything else created on this planet. But why, why do you feel like they, I mean, they, they encourage you so much and, and bring you so much hope and positivity. So why, Maybe. why would you think they're holding you back? Uh, I'm, I'm saying human beings. You know, if you take away the dark ages, if you take away what the Catholic Church did for about 750 years, where human beings were around 900, 1000 AD to where we should be now, 
when we were held back essentially that anything that involved science that was considered hearsay and people got burned at the stake for it for 700 years, almost eight centuries. You take that away. Where are we now as a species? So you where, think where would we be? Huh? You think we're on different planets? Probably. We're like the, the, the Jetsons? Think at what we've done in what, 40, 50 years? What will we have done with that thousand years, that extra millennia? that we could have been using for scientific research. Instead, if you did something like that, you were burned at the stake. I mean, organized religion teaches people to hate other people. Can't have that. Can't have something tell you that you're right, everyone else is wrong. That's just not a proper way to go about life, I think, personal opinion. Yeah, there was probably a time where that was true, but I don't think that's Jeff. True. I mean, the, the religion <laughs> not good. Read the news. I mean, watch the news. I mean, what... What war I told you I don't watch in, the the last, in the last century <laughs> hasn't been revolved around religion on some level? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I'm not going to disagree that there have been times for, for sure in our history. that that's, uh, Once again, that, yeah. I don't care if someone's spiritual or if they believe in whatever God, but if that belief is teaching you to hate other human beings, there's a problem. Then you need to find a different religion. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, but mine, mine doesn't you, do that. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Okay. Our church, our church doesn't. <laughs> okay. Our faith. Awesome. Doesn't. Awesome. Awesome. I hate that you have so much negativity in your life. So much anger. I, I, I know, dude. Being honest is not hateful. Just, just not following in behind the pack is not hateful. I, I'm not hateful. Most people I didn't like say you're me. hateful. No, I'm actually very sweet and kind. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate other people. I, I don't hide. Behind, I don't hide behind a book and then tell everyone how, how wrong they're living because it's because of this book that I'm holding. Well, now we know what you do for a hobby. So, so you apparently read a lot of material. I, I I've, I'm smart enough to form my own opinions on things in life. I don't need it told to me by others. So, would you consider that your hobby? You watch, no. And read, no. No, I mean, my hobby is Julie and I play gin. I watch way too much television. I wish I could play more golf because I truly love that game. I just don't have the time for it nor the money, really. And um, so I don't have – I wish I had your hobby. I wish I had guitar or piano. I wish I would have picked that up when I was younger. And my mom was trying to force it down my throat when I was a kid, and I was just, just a – you know, it had to be my idea kind of thing as a kid. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's that's too bad because I, I blew a lot of opportunities because my grandfather could play any stringed instrument by ear. You know, and that stuff supposedly gets passed down. I, I don't know. I, I Who knows? I would probably it do might, very well. It might be in there and you don't even know it. I know. That's too bad. But it, it would. You know you why? Know. Because religion's holding you back. Religion's telling you you can't do it. No. I mean, look, I don't, you know, I'm not <laughs> making fun of your opinions on life, even though I think they're silly and misguided. That's no you wink, bastard. I'm kidding, man. You know I'm kidding. I don't care anyway. I know. It's, <laughs> it's not it's not gonna keep you out of church. I know that. No. No. No, like once uh, again, whatever gets people through the day, I know of probably three or four people that would probably be dead without religion. That were going down, you know, really dark paths. Yeah. And being saved is what probably kept them either out of jail and or the grave. So I'm know, surprised how many I'm surprised how many athletes it seems like it's an increasing number of athletes who are becoming more outwardly um, 
I don't know what the right word is. You think? I think it's always um, been there. Like, like I don't know. I, I feel like I'm seeing it more. Like I'm even seeing it in cornhole. Like it's it's really surprised me the number of players we've had. Like even recently, like Kyle Malone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and Ryan Windsor, um, have talked about. I mean, especially Ryan was talking about how yeah. how he's really used religion to help focus his life. So it's been been pretty. Whatever gets you through the day, man. Just don't just don't let it teach you to hate other people. That's all. You know. I mean, if it, if it helps totally you. Agree. You know, if it helps you in any way, shape, or form, then awesome. If believing in this chair over here makes you a better person, cool. Right? Like, what's the problem with that if it makes you a good human being? That's what I mean. Like, like I see your smile. Organized religion doesn't allow you to think that that chair is a good thing to believe in. And so that's a problem. But whatever it is in your life that allows you to be a very good person to yourself and to others, I'm all for it. Seriously. Just, just don't hate other people. How hard is that? Should we talk about cornhole? Sure. Bring it. <laughs> no, did you seriously have... I, last week, I want to say you had a question about TV that we never got to. Weren't there a couple of things about... Uh, about it was... I, I had, no, I addressed some of that okay. on ACL Live. I mean, just... And we with our guest today, because of some of the situations he had to go through on TV. Ah, gotcha. Okay. I mean, I there's some things... That. I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead. Hopefully, he's listening. He's not. He's not here yet. These, but yeah, but yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk these, about that. Yeah, with him. These rules that we have are not brand new, right? You have. Yeah. You have. To yeah, we and we talked about that a little bit last week. A little bit. Yeah. So right, so we're gonna do. So we're gonna start a new thing. We're gonna start um, our borderline power rankings. Mm-hmm. Now, if anyone wants to sponsor this, we thought it'd be really cool to be like the fire rankings. And some of you luck- people know you've been spoken to about this, or the lucky. Rankings or the speaking religion, gods, bad gods rankings. Mm -hmm. So if anyone wants to sponsor, let us know. But no, we thought it'd be kind of fun because you and I uh, listen to a lot of sports talk radio. And Colin Cowherd is a guy that we, I don't don't want to call him one of our favorites, but one of the many that that I know that I listen to. Um, and And he always does his, yeah, his herd hierarchy. So we're totally stealing that idea. And, and for now, we're just going to call it the borderline power rankings. So every week, we're going to list the top 10 pro singles. I don't think we're going to do doubles because, I mean, honestly, doubles is, and, and I'm, this isn't just a cop-out, doubles is really difficult. Like, there are 20 doubles teams right now. That, maybe not 20. I there's agree easily with you. 15 or 16 that I could have in my top 10. I and, think and singles, singles, singles is tough too. But so, so each week we'll do our power rankings and each week we'll change it, change yeah. it, you know, after, after, uh, or, or actually, I should say, after each event, we'll we'll change it. So we'll have a lot of events coming up. So we'll change it each week to kind of reflect what we've what we've seen. Sure, I'm all in, man. I uh, by the way, I've already done these for for those out there. I did them on ACL Live a couple of times, and I got blasted for mine. And mine have been updated from from the last time they hit See, the interwebs. I love, I love that. J- just like with Colin, with his, you know, each each event, each national, each pro shootout, yeah. we have we have new information, right? New stats, new information. So so new list. Did I tell you about this? That like when 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 uh, ACL when when we put all that stuff out online, I didn't even know it was going out. When Trey and his staff kind of put everything out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff, within I think five minutes of it actually hitting the interwebs, I started receiving text messages. Oh wow! Are you out of your mind? You're crazy because there was one person I left off who I now have back on my top ten, but there okay, was one good. person I left off. That. So, all right. So the way I like to do this, I think we should do this like Colin does. I think we should go from 10 down to one. Mm-hmm. 
So do you want to do this now or you want to do it after our guest? He's not here yet. You want to do it now? We can do it now. Yeah, I'll do it now. You want okay, me to so start or you, you want to start? Yeah, you want to go first? I can. You ready? Yeah, yeah. let's go Let's go 10 all the way down right. to 1. Number 10 in my power rankings, I have Ryan Wiedenfeld. Oddly enough, I've still got him number 10. He was a better doubles player than he was singles player in our first national with Ryan Smith. They made, the, you know, made, made the, they won their bracket. So I think there's a lot of game there, obviously. Um, number nine, Matt Guy. Mm. Matt Guy was not on my original power rankings list because I, I, right. I, I still feel that, that still, I still feel the game is, it hasn't gotten there yet but it's in the process of moving to a place that makes his style, I don't know, archaic. I mean, I mean, it's just going to be so hard when you see what a Justin Burton Jr. and a Devin Harbaugh did last. I mean, yeah. that guy played really well against Devin Harbaugh, didn't score a point. I mean, think about that. Yep. Right. I've, I mean, got, got, I've got thoughts on that too. Yep. You know, I'm just didn't, you. wasn't able to score a point, but I've still got him at number nine on my list. Number eight, and I'm not sure if I really believe this or not yet. I've got, I mean, once again, had a great week in doubles. I, I need to see more out of him in, in uh, singles. I've got Tanner Halbert. Oh, I still whoa. I, okay. I, I still think Tanner, even though he's a little bit like Matt, but he does fill it up. And there's time. I mean, he's been remarkably unlucky. I don't know how long I keep him in my top 10 if, if we have another national like I just saw from singles. But who knows? Number six. Even after this last national, I got Jamie Graham in at number six. Okay. Or, or, or number seven. Sorry. Did I, did I say eight? So seven. Jamie Graham at seven. Awful singles. Did not perform very well at all first national, but I think the talent's still there. I think there's a bag issue that he's getting worked out, but he'll be there. Uh, number six would be Tony Smith. Oh, interesting. Okay. Another You're guy that me already with a couple uh, names. Another guy that did not play very well in the first national. I think it's a, I think it's an aberration. I don't think it's going to be consistently that way. I, I think Tony's still just talent for talent. So great. Number five, I have Justin Burton Jr. Okay. Doesn't I'm not, me. I'm not terribly. I mean, look. He's got to be on the list after last weekend. Has does to. he though? And, like, and this is so funny because yeah. I have him on my. I, does he though? Because I have him on my list, and we're not sure yet. If the next national, he goes zero and two and is out. What is was this an aberration? Well, that's, a, that's that's a great thing about yeah. this, and you change your list. Yeah. So number four, then have Alex. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he did. He did. I know this is a singles, but he did it in singles and doubles. I mean, yeah. he's got it. I, I, it I feel like he's, he almost pulled the triple. I mean, it's, it was I, his weekend, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, no so I, I, th I think he totally needs to be in your top 10. As of as of the information and what we've seen right now, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Then I have Alex Rawls, and I, and I think everyone knows why. I mean, he made another bracket final. You have Kyle Malone, another bracket final for Kyle Malone. Mark Richards, another bracket final, who Justin Burton Jr. had to double dip to get to that. Who, who Mark had to double dip Justin Burton Jr. Almost did do that. And then number one, we might see this person later. I still have Devin Harbaugh. I, I think if we don't have that bag chain, A, if we were able to hold that singles uh, semifinal and final on Friday of that week, I don't think anyone beats Devin. If Devin doesn't have to change bags, I don't think anyone beats Devin. But Devin had to change bags, and that's on yeah. Devin. But I still have Devin as my number one. Okay. So give us your top five again. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, Justin Burton Jr., five. 
Alex Rawls, Kyle Malone, Mark Richards, Devin Harbaugh. Okay. Yeah, our top five is very similar. All right, I will I will save mine for the end of the show. We'll try and save it. Oh. Save. Well, unless you want me to do it real quick. Yeah, do it real quick. Okay, I'll do it real quick, and then we'll bring out our guest because he's sitting right. back in the uh, he's sitting back in, in the, the green room. room. All right, so my my mine might surprise you, okay? And it might surprise okay. a lot of people. And mine's going to be more as because you know I I feel like I I feel like I come to this game totally different than you, totally different than Anthony, totally different than me, Trey, a lot of other people very close to the game. I feel like I come as more of a fan. But with a little bit of a knowledge base, you know? Right. So, can, so my, can, I say, can I say one thing real quick, Jeff? Yeah. 10 through 20 is just as talented as 1 through 10. Oh, yeah. You know what? On the outside looking in, I've got Jimmy Humans, Dylan Turpin, and Nico Morales, who would, who'd I, who I'd love to throw in the top 10. I mean, right. they, they, recently, uh, especially Dylan and Nico playing extremely well. But all right, here we go. I mean, go. I've got Ryan Windsor and Alex Hicks outside my top ten. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Windsor's outside my top. So, me too. I don't have. The, I, don't have the, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. So, there's so there's an amazing a, talent that's right there. So we're 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 nitpicking here. It's not, you know, it's not. Maybe we should do it. Maybe we should do a not top ten. That'd be kind of fun. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So real quick. Um. So number ten. Um. I had to throw in Jake Orr. I just had to do it. Um, j- 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 he showed a different level of maturity that right. that I hadn't yes, seen out of him. That we and we've all been talking about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in in, in my number ten. Number nine. Uh, this one may surprise you. I, I I don't know if people will be surprised by this or not. I've got Hunter Thorne at number nine, and I've got an argument that he could have been higher. Listen to his run in singles. Uh, beat Ty Cobb, beat Jimmy Humans, beat Alec Ryan. He lost to Justin Burton Jr. that threw him in the loser's bracket. He then battled back with wins against Jeremy Schirmerhorn, Nick Williams, Damon Dennis, beat Jacob Trzinski 29-1, to only to lose to Mark Richards, who would then be back in that, in that bracket final. So, I mean, that was a hell of a run. His stats were incredible, <laughs> both on the PPR and DPR side. So, Hunter Thorne, number nine. Joe Neistad, I don't think we can – I don't know how he's doing it, but I don't know how we can keep him out or how I can keep him out of my the top. top 15. Another guy that's in my top 15. He's right outside the top 10. Yeah. Jacob Gore, same thing. I mean, like, there's just so much talent. It's so yeah. difficult. So I've got Joe Neistad, number eight. Uh, number seven, I'm totally with you. I've got to keep him in my top 10. And this is just because of what he's done in the past. I feel like he's still kind of struggling maybe a little bit with his, with his, with his, with his bag. But when he gets that confidence, he's the best player in the world, former world champion. I got Jamie Graham at number seven, despite the fact that he did not do well in singles. Matt Guy. Matt Guy, I've got him at number six. His stats right now are blowing me away. He, his, yeah. his PPR was like, what, 10.8? But he's got he's got to do something different with his game, Bernie, because as much as I love a slide game and love the, the offense, you got to play a little bit of defense, right? I mean, two years ago when Tampa Bay won won the the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, everyone thinks it was the offense. Their defense was ranked fifth in the NFL. So sure. at some point, Matt Guy's got to play a little bit of defense to try and yeah. help him out. But right now, I've got Matt Guy still at number six, still the all time greatest as far as major wins go in the in the game. Number five, Alex Rawls. Number four, uh, Justin Burton Jr. Number three, I'm going to throw Kyle Malone still at number three. I know yep. he probably didn't have the finish that he wanted in Texas on the single side, but bracket final. Yeah, com- I mean, coming at Arizona, remember? I mean, it was it was yeah. it was Kyle and and Devin as the hottest pe- people in the universe playing the sport of of cornhole. So I still sure. got Kyle at number three. Now my top two. All right, maybe a little bit controversial here. I got Devin Harbaugh, number two. I mean, Devin's playing great. We all know this. Um, and I've, I've still got Mark Richards at number one. I, I saw Mark play in Texas, and he's yeah. still got it. 
you know, yeah. if, there, if there were any, if there were any hesitation, any reservations whatsoever, you know, can he do it again? Yes. Yes. He can do it again. So I had no problem with that. I have no problem with that, Tim. That's it's tough because there's it some fun. amazing players that are 11 through 20 that could very easily be on this list, but yet you have to find a reason why they can't be there. And so it's, yeah. it's hard. It is really hard. Right. All right. Holy shit. We're 20 minutes in the show. I haven't even got to think our poor well, guest. He's, yeah. he's like, he's like, why did you guys even, why did you guys, Devin, you, got, you, you got 25 minutes, brother. Make it happen. Yeah, just, just, just so he could listen to us. We just want to at least know that one person's listening. Yeah. All right. Our guest today is 24 years old. He's out of the awesome city of Chesapeake, Virginia. Shout out Hampton Roads. Um, <laughs> love that area. My daughter was born there. The uh, yeah, multi-sport athlete, played uh, baseball, was also a wrestler back in high school. Uh, we've been talking about him a lot. His winning percentage this season, 87% winning percentage coming into Texas. It's probably even higher now. Uh, four career titles, no nationals or world champions trying to change that. This year he has won a pro shootout. Um, I, I think one of the greatest things that he probably did was uh, win Spencer McKenzie's last year uh, as mm -hmm. part of his doubles team. And to me, when you can beat out a thousand teams to win a championship, that's saying a lot. But I, I think I think most impressive of all with this guy, and, and this is why I want to spend some time talking to, and Bernie, you know, I've talked about this with other players, is that is that he has learned that there's more to the game than just playing the game, right? Yeah. It's more, it's more than just your grip. It's more than your style of bag, the type of beads, the stitching, um, your, your swing, your stance, right foot forward, left foot forward. A lot of it is up here. Absolutely. And, and he's learned that. And he has now taken his game. He was already a great player. He's now taken his life and he's taken his game to a whole different level. And um, I mean, you know, he's one of our favorite players and can't wait to uh, have him on the show and talk to him more. Please welcome to Borderline for the first time, believe it or not, Devin Harbaugh. What's up, Devin? How are you guys doing? Uh-oh, there he is. There Good, he is. man. Good to see you again. Didn't, didn't get a chance to spend a whole lot of time with you in Texas, but uh, great to see you. Great to see y'all. Hey, hey, how, how good of a wrestler were you? Were you, were you pretty good? And what weight did you wrestle? Uh, I was at like 90 to 100 back in school. <laughs> oh, I, my I gosh. Right. I more or less did it just to get like prepared for baseball, get in shape, stuff like that. Because you were a pretty good baseball yeah. player, weren't you? Yes, sir. You wrestled 100? How tall are you? I'm like 5'7 with shoes You're on. my height. I mean, I, I weighed 135, and there's no way I could have weighed less than that in high school. And you wrestled at 100? Yeah, 105. I was light. I was really small. God, that's crazy. You, you, are, you are lucky you didn't go to the same high school as Lori Duell. You were yeah. wrestling her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I'm being man. serious, actually. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I think she was wrestling like 95 or 100. And she was winning. She's kicking her ass. <laughs> She's tough. All right. So how's everything in Chesapeake? My daughter was born in Virginia Beach. We lived there for a while. I, I, I worked for the Norfolk Tides. Did you ever go to baseball games there? Oh, yeah. I went there once or twice last season. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. That's great. The weather's all right, so let, so, all right. So let's get right into this. So you just you were just back in the uh, in the waiting room. You heard our power rankings. Any any beef with, with our power rankings at all? Not at all. I mean, you guys have preference, like, you put people where you think they're gonna where they're at, and I respect it regardless. Who's who's yeah. your top five right now? 
Oh man, you can you tough. can say you can put you in the, you can you, you're allowed to put with with what you've done this year. By the way, you're allowed to put you at number one. You can always take yourself out of it. You can always just say, you know what, I can't put myself anywhere in there. Yeah, I'm probably my... gonna leave myself out of that one. But uh, oh man, that's no fun. You can't put yourself in number one. I mean, my you can't. But I'd probably I no specific order. I'd probably do Mark Richards. Alec or Alex Rawls, uh, Matt Guy. Um, I'd say Justin Burton Jr. One of them, and then, hmm, this is tough. I'm gonna go with see how hard it is, and yeah, then you got to start like, and then you go out to 10, 15, 20. I mean, so many good players. Let's finish it out with Kyle Malone. Yeah. Hey, hey! I, I, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus because because um, I I love what Matt Guy has done for the game, his accomplishments, and and his PPR is incredible. And when his airmail is on, we all know he's he's a damn assassin. Do you do you agree with me at all that he's got to? And I can't believe I'm saying this, but but I mean, do you agree with me? He's got to find something. I mean, his his opponent's PPR was ridiculous it was like almost 10.3 like like at that point do you look at your stats and and do you think that he needs to maybe start to play a little bit more defense uh i mean honestly if i'm him i just keep doing what i'm doing but okay at some point you would think that you would have to block every now and then and make them hit something but teach your own i guess <laughs> <laughs> well i mean let's, let's let's talk about it when you played him i saw you know you beat him he didn't score a point against you he threw a 10-5-3 against you and he had of 17 rounds 10 were four baggers so in there he never scored a point because he never really forced you into tough situations however i one of the best collects I think I've ever seen. You picked up in that game, and I think you know the one I'm talking about. Inside arm, picking up three back this is the craziest shot I think I've ever seen. But like, just didn't he throw a couple of blocks against you? Like, yeah, he threw a few, but like they were lower on the board, like open board. He wasn't trying to back block when I had. Well, I mean, I didn't really have bags hanging in the hole, but if I did, he wasn't trying to back block. He was just going through it or going over it. Right. Yeah, that, that game was insane, by the way. Nice work. Way to go, man. All right, look, I, I have to bring this up. You're going to be mad at me, and we can argue about it. But, you know, you got to have a second pair of bags, dude. You got uh, to. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna <laughs> Come argue. on, man. I had, I had a second set that I thought was approved, and I was wrong. So that's on me. I'm ready now. I got four or five different sets now ready to go. Okay, so we've talked about beat, this. I don't yeah, think we anyone beats him on Friday, and I don't think anyone yeah. beats him with his bags on Saturday. What, but, what what bags do you throw? I don't even know. Like, what brand of bags do you throw? Uh, I throw the Cornhole Coastal Boardwalkers. It's a carpet bag. It's pretty loose. It's pretty hole-friendly. They work for me. I like them. Gotcha. And again, for those who don't know, when you get to the TV broadcast uh, court – if you are throwing similar bags in color to your opponent, the uh, the TV the network's going to make a change because the bags have to have a very stark contrast so that way people at home know who's throwing bags. If somebody's throwing orange bags, someone's throwing peach bags, it all looks the same. Everyone has a shade of gray, even though one's darker and one's lighter, they all look the same. You can't tell who's throwing. So, so Devin ended up having the same color bags a couple times uh, on the broadcast. So, and because because just randomly you ended up being the lower seed. <laughs> 
you had to change bags. So that's that's why we're talking about this this issue. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Bernie's but, right. You know, everyone's got to break in a couple different color bags just to have something. But oh yeah, definitely. I uh, I fully take responsibility <laughs> for that. I don't put the blame on nobody but myself. That was because, because think about it. You get down seventeen to two to Jacob Gore, right? It was almost as if you were trying to figure out the bags. Once you did, you come roaring back. You got down big to Justin Burton Jr. You had to get another set of bags. Once you figured out those bags, you started to make a comeback. You were just too far behind against Justin. I mean, would have loved to have seen what would have happened, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> well, Devin, I mean, how much, how much difference does it make? Um, Bernie, I don't know if it was you and me or, or if it was Trey and I that were talking about this. I mean... Do, does having to switch bags do, is it a, is it a four point difference? Do you think is it a three point difference or is it no difference? Is it just a head game? Uh, I mean, it could be a mix of both. I know the bags that I threw on the broadcast didn't feel like the ones I threw on Friday. So like I was just trying to get the materials on both sides to be the same speed, so that way I could adjust from there. But I'm just used to my bags, so like I'm used to how they react on the board, how each bag's going to hit the board and where it's going to go to where with the other bags, I didn't necessarily have enough time to figure out how they would hit the board and react till it was too late. Well, it, it was almost too late in your semifinal matchup against Jake, <laughs> but then all of a sudden it wasn't too late. <laughs> so, so you're down, so you're down 17 to two. I mean, it, it's, it's the biggest comeback that I think I've seen since the world championships. And the twenty to two come from behind uh, by Jordan and Jay. So, how, at what point did you feel the momentum changing for you? Do you remember? Like, was there a turning point in that match? Uh, when he finally had one go off the back of the board, he showed a little emotion of getting down on himself. And I knew if I just stayed true and stayed down the middle, that everything was going to start falling my way eventually. And that's what happened. So you saw him, you saw him mentally start to get frustrated. Yeah, when his bag started to not react the way that they were all game, he was starting to get frustrated with it. And I think that's what hurt him the most. Could you hear him saying anything? No, he had headphones on, so I don't think he was saying anything, but you could tell with his facial reactions and like stuff like that that he was it was getting to him when his bags kept jumping and everything. Well, how and much by do the you way, guys but, pay but, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Bernie, real quick. For those for those who don't know, by the way, Jacob Gore is 14 years old. <laughs> so, so obviously he's going to get a little bit frustrated and right. has before. So but how, but how much do you got? Do you guys pay a lot of attention to that? Like, are you fully aware that your opponent? Uh oh, I see a crack. I, I can tell they're getting frustrated. Are you very are, are you are you completely aware of how they're reacting to every back? Yeah, I'm about 85% aware of how they're reacting. I mean, I try to pay attention to it because once an opponent starts getting in their own head, they're going to keep getting in their head as the match prolongs. So if I can just wait that match out and keep them getting frustrated, eventually it's just going to keep going my way and keep getting them more frustrated. Man, I would never score a point on anyone. <laughs> Be so frustrated all the time. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> yeah yeah you would be you'd be throwing your bags this mother yeah <laughs> yeah please don't let that go i really don't want to edit the show afterwards no. just want to be able no. to post it no i stopped it <laughs> that's good well, all right so speak all right let's get into this speaking of, of the mental side Devin, and, I, and 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 i've been hearing about this and this is one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on is that like i talked about in the open you know cornhole is is kind of like other sports 
where there's a lot of mechanics involved. It's like golf, right? You got to work on your grip. You got to work on your swing. You got to work on your stance. A lot of things that's going that are going through your head. And and I think I I, I think this is safe to say that I mean you were already a great player, right? I mean you were, you were really a great player, and and now you've become an elite player. And it sounds like, from what I've heard, I was talking with Michelle Thompson and a few others. It sounds like this is maybe something that you identified <coughs> in yourself, and uh, you know this this is something that you knew that you had to concentrate and fix. So what have you? I mean, what was the turning point for you mentally where you decided? Hey, I've got to do something different here to become a next level elite player. Uh, I mean, I knew that I had the talent to compete with anybody in the world, but at some point that talent's gonna run out. Like you need you need to have a clear head and positive mindset as you're going through different tournaments and like different even practice, you gotta have it in your mindset a clear head, don't let too much get to you, don't focus on the bad. You want to focus more on the positive things that you do because the more you focus on the positive, that's going to be what translates in the long run instead of focusing more on the negative to where the negative things are happening all the time. Well, well wait wait a second. So just to clarify for <laughs> Bernie, so so positivity it, it does matter then. This this is this is another player. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely, it does. It, do, it, it does for them. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Devin, what did you do specifically? What did you do to to help you become stronger and more positive? Uh, I mean, I read up on different books and uh, stuff like that. I started, like, I guess you could say, meditating and just clear my head. Try to have positive thoughts. Clear out all the negative stuff. Try to, like, when I'm practicing when i'm playing don't don't worry about stuff going on outside of the tournament because i'm trying to if i'm trying to play at a high level i don't want any any distractions anything like that so even when i'm practicing i kind of just let my phone go i just throw stay to myself and work on what i need to work on you know you kind of smirked when you said meditate but (laughs) but Devin, you shouldn't i mean bernie you know this too i mean high level athletes do yoga for a reason. High-level athletes read books like you're doing for a reason. High-level athletes, people who want to be great, meditate for a reason. I wouldn't say that with a smirk. I, I would say that with the confidence knowing, and now this may sound funny to people, that cornhole is just like other sports. It takes mental toughness. You guys qualify for six or eight hours a day. You can't do that without being mentally tough. So I wouldn't say that with a smirk at all. I would say that with the utmost confidence. And, you know, when you meditate, um, I wish it was something that I did, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I wish that, that I had the ability to be able to sit still and do something like that. So when when you meditate, how do, how do you physically do it? And what do you say to yourself, if, if you don't mind? Let me ask you. I mean, I just kind of sit there. It's nice and quiet. And I just tell myself, like, goals I have for the seasons and, like, in the long run of what I want to accomplish. And I just keep repeating myself about all that. And each time I go to meditate, that's that's just what keeps going. I keep repeating myself, my goals, accomplishments that I've already checked off, accomplishments that I want to check off up, like, within the next few weeks, months, years. Just keep checking them off as they come across. That's it, all right. 
What I love about this, Jeff, have you ever read any books on mindfulness? Michelle Thompson would love this, by the way. This is right up her alley. I actually used to meditate for a while when I had gotten in a pretty bad place in my life. And mindfulness is sitting there quietly and allowing all the negative to be there. Allow it to come through, allow it to go, and you kind of go right through it. You don't try to clear your head of it. You allow yourself to feel bad, good, indifferent, whatever. You just be okay. You just be there in the moment. And then after about five or six minutes, it's it's surprising how all of a sudden the mind just kind of clears. And then you're kind of stuck there in this zen like it, it, it's <laughs> I get why he's laughing because I'm laughing at myself, too, because I've, I've done this. And it's it's amazing. It's, it's like taking a nap. You feel recharged. You really do. Your brain literally feels better after doing stuff like that. So I commend you for doing it because Jeff's right. Professional athletes at high levels of other sports, this is what they do. They all do this. The ones that don't are the ones that aren't quite there yet, and they can't figure out why. Put it this way. You think the Golden State Warriors want Draymond Green to start meditating a little bit? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty good He's pretty good without meditating, but yeah. yeah. I take him to just get kicked out of the playoff game for no reason, right? Just, yeah. just about him. But yeah. whatever. So, so Devin, do you do you focus? I mean, do you do what like Bernie was saying? I mean, are there times where you just let the, the do you just let yourself sit in the negativity, or is it always just just positive mental thoughts that you try to stick with? Uh, I try to focus on the positives because uh, I catch myself if I focus on the negatives. That's generally what I start doing. I start doing the negative yeah. habits and stuff like that. So I try to just look at the positive everything and focus on that. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I, I actually, um, and Bernie, I think, I think you remember me telling this story because it was about the time, uh, it was maybe about six or eight months before we started the podcast where I actually uh, took a class. Uh, it wasn't really on mindfulness, but it was on leadership and success, that kind of stuff. And one of the things that they had us do before every class is write down, like, like the first day of class, you came up with, with a goal that you wanted in mind, right? Mm -hmm. And write down this life goal and you had to write it 25 times. And so each day we started by writing the same phrase and, and it can be a financial goal. It can be, you know, a goal with your marriage. It can be a goal with your kids. Um, I, I chose, I chose selfishly, I, I chose a financial one um, because there was a certain number I wanted to hit. And the, the instructor said, whatever you think that number is, I want you to add to it right now, add 10, add 15, add 20 to it right now. And so I was like, well, shit, this is never going to happen, but okay. So Sure enough, Devin, I wrote it 25 times a day, every morning. And they say to, to, you know, to come up with, uh, you know, to firm in your habit, you have to do it, I think, like 60 days, whatever it was. I think I did it for two months. And sure enough, in the year 2020 or 2021, I absolutely hit that goal, like right on the nose. And so it's one of those things, like you said, whether whether you're verbalizing it, whether you're seeing it, or whether you're writing it, when you allow your mind to do that, it's amazing that it works, right? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. It's crazy what your mind can do for you. Jeff, Jeff did you have to pay these people monthly for this advice? Um, I, I did have <laughs> to pay did, did, fee, did you yes. have to pay them more every month as you went higher in the pyramid? No, I didn't have to pay them a commission. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I didn't have to that question. But all right, so Dev, so Devin, what's what is the before we move on on the mental side? If you can, if you can tell everybody, like, what are the days like for you? Like, I remember last week I was talking to Tanner, and Bernie kind of kind of alluded to this a little bit. Tanner Halbert, I think, lost his first match of the day, right? And then and then, or maybe he lost his second match of the day. I can't remember. Lost early, and then he had to battle his way back. Then he won like five straight, right? But then he had to wait for like an hour, hour and fifteen minutes to play again. And then played and then lost. What what are these days like and how difficult is this? Like, like look at this six hour stretch, right? You start at nine in the morning, let's say, right? And you don't get done until three, four, five, maybe even six o'clock at night with the qualifying. What do you do to stay sharp? How how difficult are these days for you guys? Uh I mean, as long as you stay loose, it's it shouldn't I mean, I get the long wait times because I mean I've obviously waited a long time between matches too, but I guess just staying loose, trying not to sit too long. I, I generally, if I go to sit down, I'm only sitting for five or ten minutes and then I'm getting back up and I'm going to do either throw or I'm going to get a drink or something like that just to stay loose. And, I mean, that's that's what I do usually. But Well, well since, since Jeff brought it up, and I think it's a great point, well, would you rather wait early or wait late? Because essentially what happens is for those at home – you have a winner's bracket, and that winner's bracket doesn't really take all that long to get through. When everyone's dropping down to the loser's bracket or elimination bracket, it takes a lot longer for those players to come back up. So you either wait in the winner's bracket early and let things kind of catch back up, or you have to wait late. Which would you rather – when would you rather wait in a bracket? Mm, wait early or late? I mean, honestly, to me, either one, if you're going to wait, you're going to wait. But if I had to pick one, it probably would be just wait later, I guess you could say. Because once I get warmed up, as long as I keep my arm loose, I should be good to go. So what do you do to stay loose? Do you actually play on the side? Like, do you find some boards on the side and just and just still play just to stay loose? Yeah, I'll throw like five, ten minutes at a time just to keep my arm loose, keep the repetition up, make sure my landing's still the same as it was in my previous game, and then go from there usually. Do you focus on a spot? Like like with pitchers, right? I mean, you play baseball, and I and I and I make this analogy all the time. Like with pitchers when they throw a curveball, right? Or when they throw a slider. Um there, there's a spot that they can see almost, you know, in the air on the way to the plate, right? And they've got to hit that spot. And mm. so when they flip it, they know it's going to break here and hit the strike zone. Like, okay. is it similar with cornhole? I mean, do you visualize a spot in the air or a spot on the board? Like, I mean, do you, do you use any of that type of visual, visual, visualization? That's uh, easy for you to say. I mean, yeah, really. if I do... <laughs> Some play-by-play guy. I, am. I, I probably aim right between the C and the L on the boards, honestly, if I had to pick somewhere to aim. Because normally my bag kind of comes across from right to left sometimes. So if I hit right between the C and the L, it should glide right up towards the hole. What about in the air? Do you do you have a spot in the air that you that you like like a trajectory? Like if it's too high or too low? Uh, no, I don't usually pay attention to that too much. As long as it comes out of my hand before my hand reaches my neck, I'm usually pretty good. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So yeah, so it's another, but, but it's another spot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as long as the bag's out of my hand, by the time it reaches my, like my collar or something, I'm, it, that's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> well, you, you've also got your stance. I mean, you've got a wide stance compared okay. to anybody else. I mean, it's a wide stance. 
do you do that to kind of keep your core kind of solid and still, which allows your arm to do whatever you need it to do? Or is it just make you feel comfortable? Uh, that's exactly why it helps me stay balanced and keep my weight like evenly transferred. So that way I'm not like uneven one way or the other, causing my arm to go one way or the other. Wow, that's good because Bernie, I mean, what do you and I talk about when we play golf, even though we're not good golfers? I mean, the golf swing is all about balance, right? Yeah, it's all balance and core, believe it or not. It's all big muscles. It's not small muscles. Everyone wants to, when I say everyone, I'm talking about this person. Everyone wants to hack at it like it's a, (laughs) like it's done something to you. That's me too. Hey, Devin, when you start in the game of cornhole, because um, this is, believe it or not, uh, of the comments that we've gotten on social media, this this is a topic that people like to to hear from pros about. When you are first starting, um, how did you start playing? Like, like I, 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 even though I've been doing this for three years now with Trey, I'm just kind of starting my journey as a player. And so I did what Jordan Power told me to do and what Nate Boyer told me to do. And I literally started at 15 feet. And I probably threw, I don't even know how many bags. I don't know if it was a thousand bags, but to where, to where I felt comfortable with my grip and my stance and I'm slowly moving back. I mean, how, how would you, how would you coach young players in the game to start playing the game of cornhole? Uh, Yeah, that's a good recommendation. Start with the boards closer together. And my best advice is work on getting your bag flat. If, if you can get your bag flat, that's going to make your life probably a lot easier in the long run because you're not going to have to worry about the kicks or the flops. And you could actually throw slow bags and fast bags to where if you don't, I mean, you don't necessarily need a flat bag, but if you don't have a flat bag, if you throw a slower bag, it's not going to slide as well as what a flat bag would. And then how much do you, how much do you practice a day? Like what, what, what is your routine? Like what's your, what's your day? I, I know, I, I don't even think you, I think you're full-time pro now, right? I mean, so what does your day look like? How much do you practice? So here, here lately, I've, I mean, I practice every day. Uh, here lately I've been golfing a lot. So I kind of just throw after I'm done golfing for like an hour or two. But before I started getting into golf, I probably threw for three or four hours a day easily. See, Jeff, golf allows you to take all that anger and bitterness and place it out on a golf course, <laughs> and then you don't need to take it home with you. It's what I've been saying forever. That's just right. take it out there and leave it there. Hundred percent. That's why. That's why I played drums for thirty years. You don't take it out aggression, dude. That was like, there's no better therapy yeah, than having fair. a kit in front of you and you just hammering on those drums for about two hours. That would be awesome, actually. Mm. All right, Devin. We uh, we only got a couple minutes left, but but if, if you don't mind, I just want to kind of wrap things up and go back to. Uh, I mean, we could have this conversation forever, but uh, I mean, do you meditate every day? Not every day. Just when I'm feeling stressed out or feeling like I'm like, or if a big event's coming up, like the national, or having a child. Yeah, I have. What you're yeah, getting? I'm having a, that's Saturday, so I'm ha- I got a few more days, so I'm actually a dad. Wow. Uh-oh. Yeah, you better start meditating a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Kind of. So, I mean, uh, if I have a big event, I probably do quite a few, quite a bit before the before I leave for the event, and then like when I wake up for the event, I'll chill out, try to relax, get my thoughts right, and then go over to the venue a few hours early, throw, make sure everything's good to go. All right. So, what do you say to yourself? That's what I want to know. Is it a goal for that day? Is it a goal for that game? Is it, is it a goal for the season? 
Uh, I mean, my my goals for the season, I like, I want to win a national. So like, I'm not going to stop till I win a national or a world championship. Whether that means taking second in every one to the last one, then that's what I got to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna get me one. Yeah, I know you are too. <laughs> hey, is it is it a boy or a girl? A little girl. Wow, oh trouble. Yeah, oh, trouble. Devin. <laughs> I, I, I love I love my son to death. I do. I do. But but you have a special um, relationship for sure in connection with your daughter. I mean, it, you will. I mean, they they they'll take care of you. Oh, yeah. I can't down wait. the road. I'm definitely excited. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. Hey, thanks so much for your time. Too short as always. But uh, um, yeah, it was great catching up with you in Texas. Are you going to be in Topeka? Uh, no, I'm actually having a baby this weekend. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah you can't go so, to Topeka. Yeah. I won't be in Topeka or South Dakota, unfortunately. Wow. Well, we'll give you a pass on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. <laughs> hey, th- thanks so much for your time. Congrats on, on a great start to your season. We'll see you again. Yes, see you later, buddy. Thanks for having me. All right. Devin Harbaugh. Wow. Yeah, of course he's not going to be in Topeka. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, but... Uh, I, you know, I, I wonder if just this impending child has, has been, obviously some other things have helped, but I wonder if this has kind of made him focus just a little bit more. Yeah, you know? totally good. He seems really happy, doesn't he? He does. I mean, he's always been kind of a fresh, you know, a fresh air kind of guy, but I, I think he's kind of gotten rid of some of the the problems, if you will. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to say that any better than that, actually, which is weird. How about his winning percentage at like 87%? That was before Texas. It's probably higher now. Oh yeah. He, I mean, insane. he lost one match. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're going to Topeka, right? I will be in Topeka. Okay. I will um, not be in South Dakota. Yeah. It's going to be a slim, slim, slim crew going, to, yeah. Yeah, going to South Dakota. Yeah. All right. I will see you in the Sunflower State this weekend. Sounds good, buddy. All right, bud. Safe travels. All right, bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye.